Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. You are. I'm I Tom am. Merritt. I am a yam. You know that's that. I'm Tom Merritt. I don't know if you heard. I, d- I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. What is what is this we're doing? Uh, uh, mm, Sword and Laser is a book club, <laughs> but it's a lot more too. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And every week, Tom tries to stump me on the intro uh, by saying something weird that throws me off my game. Just keep it fresh. It's been eight years. Yeah, gosh, it really has, hasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty great. It is pretty great. Didn't we start? Wait, I thought we started. We, we, okay, yeah, it's 2016 and we started 2008. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I guess, I mean, we started midway through 2008, not... Fabulous eight years, Tom. Right? Whew. Right? Who boy. Here's to 8,000 more. Hey, Tom, tell tell them the joke you told me moments Which ago. Which one? Uh, the funny one? This is the... Here's here's the joke that this I is very Snapchatted. Subjective. You may have seen this on Snapchat. Uh, what did the cowboy say when he lost his hat? What, Tom? Where's my hat? <laughs> because he's a cowboy so he says it like that <laughs> so you could really use that you for actually a lot laughed of different that things. time because i because i guess because i knew what was coming i could, <laughs> I could listen more to your weird it's like lasagna it's better accent. the next day is that a thing yeah i think anything is. saucy is better the next day i like yeah. microwaved stuff a lot like cheesy things mm-hmm. better the mm-hmm. next day leftover pizza sometimes oh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. or just for cold sure. just cold pizza yeah. Cold Pizza Hut pizza from the '80s. They changed their sausage, so it's not as good now. Mm, mm-hmm. So you have to use you have to use a time travel. Yeah, you know, I feel like method. fancy pizza doesn't um, translate as well to being cold. No. Like like legit like Domino's. The ingredients pizza Hut, are way too fresh. Little yeah. Caesars like that that holds up. Artisan pizza with those fresh ingredients. No, that stuff just wilts in a it day. It gets all mushy. You need something that is meant to be preserved for centuries. <laughs> Uh, Tom, how are you preserving your liver? I am having water right now. Me too, now. me too. It's a water day. This is just, we shouldn't be apologetic though. Some people are like, I don't know about your drinking segment. We're just showing that you can drink all kinds of things. Sometimes it's water and there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that game. Yeah. No, I have to go it's, have dinner with relatives I don't know later. So I gotta, maybe I, I should be drinking actually. I don't know about you. I'm around 70% water. I thought it was 72%. Yeah, it's, that's why I said around. I couldn't around. remember the exact. Yeah, yeah like guesstimating. I mean, on a dehydrated day, I'm probably more like 16.8%. I need to drink more water. All right, let's do uh, quick burns. Yay, we've got awards to give. Well, they're not ours, uh, but the finalists have been announced for the Aurora Awards. These are the best works and activities done in the far-off exotic land of Canada. Canada, beautiful Canada. The and the Canadians. 
Um, yeah, no, it's Canadian literature and uh, it's good stuff. Drowning in Amber by E.C. Bell, A Daughter of No Nation by A.M. Della Monica, except she's a daughter of Canada. We're just saying. Uh, Cursed Black Swan by Ryan T. McFadden. Much Ado About Macbeth by Randy McCharles, Signal to Noise by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, and Too Far Gone by Chadwick Gunther. Hey, oh, uh, uh, mental Those are the branch. English language number names, by the way. There's also Frenchies. Oh, that's right. Did you watch The Magicians? Did you watch the season finale, The Magicians? I have not watched yesterday's episode of The Magicians. No. no because I get it on iTunes, and oh. so it didn't show up till this morning, and I haven't had time to watch it yet today. Damn, Tom. I know. All right, next week or the week curse, after. I curse. Guess. I am cursed. <laughs> Maybe we yeah. can do um, <laughs> uh, some kind of off week magicians update. Maybe. After I watch it. It's a little late for that this season, but yeah. No, like idea. tomorrow or something. All right, yeah. we'll see. Right. Uh, we also have the winners of the 2015 James Tiptree Jr. Awards. Uh, the award the, uh, the award recipients are The New Mother by Eugene Fisher. Uh, from Isamov Science Fiction, April, May, 2015, and Lizard Radio by Pat Schmaltz from nice. Candlewick, 2015. James and, Tiptree yeah. Jr. Awards are handed out to fiction, uh, science fiction or fantasy works that expand or explore our understanding of gender. Awesome. There's a lot of great... Uh, Catherine Valenti has has uh, Radiance, was also uh, on the honors list, uh, a sword and laser pick. And Shannon McGuire, Each to Each, from Lightspeed, is on there as well. So we have a lot of friends of the show who were also recognized uh, this, this season. Excellent. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, on our Goodreads Quick Burns thread, noted the io9 story about the statistical analysis that has revealed Game of Thrones' true main character, as long as you just stick to the book of Storm of Swords. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. I mean, I feel like we, we're missing some data points here, perhaps. Yeah. I, I guess it's pretty representative, though, because what, what it ended up figuring out seems pretty close to what I would have guessed. Yeah, I mean, it, the clear leader, I think, in this was was Tyrion, at least for that particular book, uh, followed by Jon and Daenerys, um, and then Rob. So clearly their data is not complete for the rest of the yeah, series. Yeah, Rob probably fades in relevance in later books. Is that a Perhaps. spoiler to even say? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, definitely not a, I would not say necessarily a main character. Lots of other people uh, appear. Eddard Stark doesn't seem very big on this graph. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. We cannot. Can we not? Can we not with the fake spoilers? Because everybody knows that Rob is dead. Well, now they do. Well, yeah. Rob, oh, Rob is dead. Rob's dead. Rob's dead. That happened. I mean, the actual ago. actor isn't. He's still if alive. You're, if you're worried. He's hey, I, I did a thing. You did a what? I did a thing. Oh, yeah, you did a great thing. I watched that. Uh, Veronica was on the freaking red carpet. By the way, very confusing of them to have the red carpet two weeks before the episode premiered. They did that last year, too. I know. And I remembered that. So it reduced my scrambling, but I was like, I have to make sure. Am I got this wrong? Uh, So, no, Game of Thrones does not premiere on HBO until April 24th. But yeah, yeah, you got hugged by Arya Stark. Yes. I I couldn't believe she remembered me either. She did not, though we did talk about Needle. yeah, it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. It was very hectic and crazy. It was just me up there in front of 1.5 million people watching on Facebook Live. And uh, it was great. Everyone was super nice. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing it. And it was stressful. And I'm glad it's over. But it was also fun. And you asked Jamie about his hand. I did. And I gave him a nickname. Old Gold Hand. And he said, why old? <laughs> I know. And I didn't really have a good answer for that. And I said, because it's funny and I decided it. 
which you were great. Good, I really enjoyed answer. watching that. It was so fun. Old gold hand. Old gold hands, Jamie. <laughs> That's what I should have said. And then when I asked him about his like romantic interests and he was like, it's always going to be Cersei. I'm like, well, maybe you could pick someone less related. <laughs> you had a nice conversation with uh, Peter Dinklage, too, who plays Tyrion. Yeah. You know, I was really stressed out about chatting with him because I did not get to interview him last year. And um, I didn't get to interview like the main cast last year. Like I was I was more like you know, whatever. I didn't get to talk to, I, I got to interview great people, but it was not like Jamie and Cersei. Yeah, you were front and, and center this time. And uh, so that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage was very, was awesome. And I've heard that he's a tough interview. And afterwards he gave me a very warm handshake and was like, it was nice talking to you. And I was like, yeah. thank you. No, you had a good conversation with him. I and don't remember seen, anything, Tom. <laughs> I've seen him look disdainfully at people he's been in, in, talking to before, and he seemed engaged. He seemed to be like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. So, yeah, that was And then you finished with Daenerys? Yeah, and I said, I said, yes, queen, my queen. <laughs> and she was very nice. Yeah, she was great, too. Well, right. uh, so if, uh, if that's still up, isn't it? It should be, yeah. If you go yeah. to the uh, Game of Thrones Facebook page, um, I believe the videos are all still up there. You can check them out. Go check it out. All right. Uh, Joanna points out another thing you can check out, which is some upstart place called Geek and Sundry has decided to imitate us and have a hard sci-fi contest on Inkshares. Yeah, and they've got some uh, they've got some good options up there already. So if you are looking for another book or another project to back over on Inkshares, or if you are an author who wants to try your hand at, at hard sci-fi, um, head over to Inkshares.com and uh, look for the Geek and, Th- and Sundry contest. And yeah, as I mentioned, it's hard science fiction. So look to things like <laughs> not difficult page, science fiction. What? On one page it says hard science. So I assume this means you have to write peer-reviewed physics novels it does on the main page say hard science yeah peer review i'm not not even novels peer-reviewed physics textbooks only (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh no we love geek and sundry we did a a, a season of video on geek and sundry it's run by our friend felicia day it's fantastic go and take your hard sci-fi and put it in front of the people there's some good stuff up there already absolutely Ooh, uh, thane and tamahome both say that dragon con is announcing its own genre award and they also say I think Sword and Laser should get an honorary award for this. What is the deal? So they well, are. So these are book awards, though. Yeah, we're um, not, but we we've put out books. True, that's true. We could get our anthology in there, possibly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or my Ink Shares book if it gets successfully. Well, it's a hit one goal, so. Um, yeah, but they don't have like a fan cast episode. They don't want to tread on the Parsec Awards, I guess, which are also, by the way, open for nominations now. That's right. Yeah. So according to io9, a Dragon Con, Atlanta's major science fiction and fantasy convention, announced earlier this week they will be launching the Dragon Award to honor the best of geek entertainment. Um, the convention is getting ready for its 30th anniversary, which, wait a second, we decided we weren't going to Dragon Con this year. Yeah. I don't know if we told people that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, we, we told were... Dragon Con that. Yeah, we did. And I told Justin Robert Young the other day and he was sad. Everyone was very disappointed. Yeah. So I I know a lot of you, especially in the Atlanta area, uh, are going to be disappointed, but it's because we need to have a Labor Day with our spouses. 
and yes. also scheduling and travel. And we want to try some different things this year. I'm going to be at CreateCon, Garrett Weinzerl's thing at the end of July in Florida. And I wouldn't be able to do both of those necessarily just because of budgeting and stuff. Uh, and we've got some plans for something in San Francisco in November as well. Yeah, the, uh, I think it's safe to say that we're, we're planning to do something at the Bay Area Science Festival um, here in San Francisco, uh, probably at Borderlands. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the things we, we want to see is like, if we aren't tied into going to Atlanta for Dragon Con, does that make it easier to do some other things? Exactly. And speak, go ahead. Were you going to talk about Parsecs more? Uh, no, I, I was just going to mention like uh, that the Parsec Award nominations are over. And just because we're not going there doesn't mean you can't nominate us, uh, yeah. although they won't pick us because they'll be mad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, go to Parsec Awards and uh, or, or just go to our show notes, actually, swordandlaser.com and look for the Parsec Awards link. Yep. We're getting um, some drips of information about uh, Amazon's new Kindle coming out, the Kindle Oasis, allegedly. Uh, this is from our forums, uh, from Tomahome again. And apparently it's going to have a battery pack attached. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, Tmall actually put a you page You sound up. excited. Yeah, I know. I was yawning <laughs> while I said that. I'm sorry. Uh, T- yeah, it's really great. Tmall had a page up. Uh, that showed the Kindle available and then they pulled it down. So they obviously were preparing it for an announcement that we are expecting still this week. So by the time you hear this, it might be out officially. Uh, but according to that Tmall page, it'll be a 300 pixels per inch e-ink-like screen matching the Kindle Voyager in, or the Kindle Voyager, Kindle <laughs> Voyage in sharpness, uh, 60% increase in the number of LEDs. Wait, wait, wait. What's the, ki- wait, wait. What's the, the Kindle ki- Voyage? It's the e-paper one. It said, I don't know that. I don't well, know that. Is that okay. the most recent one? Yeah. It has that name? Yeah, the Kindle Oh my Voyage. God, guys, I'm losing it. I am falling off the face of the earth, apparently. It's like I don't a couple know the name old. of the gadget, th- really? It's, it's several Voyage? years old. Yeah, oh. it's been around for a while. Is it different from the Paperwhite? It's newer? No, it's the cheaper version, I think. Oh. Like the Paperwhite's the high-end one. Oh. And then the Voyage is the, the cheapy one. Okay. I think I have that right. As long as I have the good one. <laughs> that's all you care about. You actually aren't caring about not knowing about something. You're like, wait, do I not have the best one? Is there a better one that or I don't paper? have? You still have the best one. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Uh, the Oasis weighs 131 grams, uh, 20% lighter than previous models. And that the ki- the killer thing about it is it has a little battery case so that you can charge it independently uh, or, or you can use it independently of the case. And then if the battery starts to run down, you could pop it in the case and you have a battery on the go. And if you have it in the case on standby, they give it 20 months of battery life. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. I want that one. I mean, on, on that's standby, a, that's obviously. A ba- oh, not, not reading? It. Not reading? No. How long yeah. reading? It doesn't How say. I mean, reading? this is just all off of a linked, off a leaked page, right? Make it up. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The Kindle Voyage is the better one. I got it wrong. It's the oh, Kindle no. that's the cheapy one. The Paperwhite's the middle one. And then the Voyage is $200. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I so we'll see it. if the Oasis ends up being more expensive too. I like my Paperwhite. I'm still very happy with it. No problems. I didn't brick it or anything. You didn't turn it into a Paperwhite? No. <laughs> that's funny. Is that what the cowboy says? <laughs> yes, that's also what the cowboy <laughs> says. <laughs> or the Australian? I'm not even sure where that landed. Pipe, pipe a white. Pipe a white. Pipe a white. That's no Kindle. That's this a pipe a, a white. 
All, All right. right. Enough uh, bad accents that don't actually resemble anything people talk in Australia. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's do Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Uh, we got an email. Uh, this is from Zeph, who says, Hi, Tom and Veronica. You may be interested in Philip K. Dick tweets. This will play out the entire life of Philip K. Dick in around 600 tweets over the course of about six months. It's starting off right now at twitter.com slash tweet. Um, it's just for its own sake. There's no PR campaign or commercial affiliations. I'm just a Philip K. Dick fan who would like to share the story of his fascinating life. Uh, both of these projects uh, that he did previously, the uh, Wittgenstein and the Oppenheimer, uh, these are also tweet projects. Uh, both of these projects attracted a huge amount of interest from people who told me they were really thankful they were aware of it and were following it from the start. So he just wanted us to share the news about uh, the Twitter account Do Androids Tweet and Tom. Did you check it out? Yeah, I checked it out this morning and he was four years old. So I'm pulling it up now. Uh, yeah, he's still four. So I don't think I've seen it. I don't think he's added another tweet. Oh, yeah, he's added one tweet since then, but still age four. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically Philip Dick tweeting his life. So mother's trying to come on our, twi- our trip, us, just me and father. So I locked the doors and told him to drive. 1933, age four. Hmm. Interesting. Sometimes does, when I get angry or sad, I wish that my mother would just hold me, but that's not her. Maybe that's not me. Okay. Whoa. I, I think I, I get what's going on. Those are deep yeah. thoughts for a four-year-old. Well, it's Philip K. Dick. What do you expect? What do you expect? Um, speaking of deep thoughts, let's jump into some of our book of the month discussion, Tom. Yes, books of the month this That's month. Right. But before we get to that, uh, I wanted to do a spacey space book because a lot of you have been talking space and why aren't we doing space more? So I did a poll of three Spacey space books and one book that's military sci-fi. All right, I don't and know what people, you're talking about. This isn't in the lineup. Tom's going rogue here. I don't know what's going on. It's right there in the lineup. Vote on next month's laser pick. Oh, it's 35. definitely it is definitely right in the lineup. There it is, <laughs> right in front of my face, right in front of my eyeball holes. Uh, but yeah, before we get into talking about this month's books, I just wanted to let people know if they haven't seen already. 149 of you voted. Uh, the books are Aurora by Kim Stanley Robinson, uh, New Moon. Um, by Ian McDonald, Planetfall by Emma Newman, and The Red First Light by Linda Nagata. That's the one people pointed out. Like, just because he has a helmet on doesn't mean he's in space. And I'm like, mm-hmm. spoiler, I hadn't <laughs> read the book yet. <laughs> no, so you I picked just, it based off the cover. I did maybe do that. Yes. And well, it was recommended. It was highly recommended by a bunch of other people. And I, I guess I just didn't pay close enough attention to the description. I don't know. I'm just going to pick one. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Like, I've been watching the results. The results are hidden, uh, and it has been very close. And what is in last place now was at in first place at one point and vice versa. So uh, it's anybody's ballgame. Anybody's ballgame. Or book vote in this case. So nice. It's not actually a ballgame. Well, good picks. Yeah, any of these would be fun to read, I think. Good selection. Uh, but this month, we also did a vote, and we tied. And so, as many of you know, we have two we book picks. We did a vote. How, how underselling of the we did beauty and majesty that was March Madness last month. Come on. So much madness. <laughs> Such madness. Uh, yeah, it was pretty great. March Madness was phenomenal. We'll definitely do it again less, uh, next year. Um, but our main winner, our main pick was A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And our alt pick, uh, and only because really we've read one of her books before as a sword and laser pick, is The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin. 
And uh, funnily enough, Tom and I have both finished A Darker Shade of Magic already. We, so. I know. We were kvetching so much on the last episode. Like, oh, we'll try. We'll try. And uh, we did. And we succeeded in finishing A Darker Shade of Magic. So I've got a good shot at finishing the fifth season by N.K. Jemison this month. And I have already started it. I have not started it yet because I just finished the vaginal fantasy pick for this month, too. Right. So I am two of three already. And it's only the 12th. You're a faster reader than me, though. Not really. Yeah. All right, let's talk about these books uh, because we didn't give a chance to properly kick them off last month. V.E. Schwab also writes under the name Victoria Schwab. That's what the V stands for. Her 2013 book, Vicious, was named Publishers Weekly Best Book of 2013 for sci-fi fiction and horror. Also made the top of the ALA 2014 reading list. Dark Shade of Magic came out in 2013 and its sequel, Gathering of Shadows, came out just a few months ago this year. Gerard Butler and Alan Siegel's G-Base Productions have acquired the rights to A Darker Shade of Magic for series development, and Schwab is writing the pilot. That's great. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. That's cool. No, it doesn't. That's really cool. Uh, So very excited about that. Uh, And I know some people were down on this book, but then I've noticed that every book we pick, there are some people (laughs) who are down on it. Not always the same people. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I'm not going to get spoilery here. You don't have to worry. But- you know, the, the premise of the book is that there are four different Londons with different types of magic. And of course, we live in gray London, which has almost no magic, hence the reason we don't see magic around. Uh, and the world she created was fantastic. Uh, the main character, Kel, is a uh, pretty typical burly magician, but he's written very well. And Lila, uh, the other main character, is fascinating. And I... I don't think I'm going to say this because it's spoilery, but I hope she gets her wish someday. That's all I'll say. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was a bit darker also than I anticipated. I think because I had heard some mutterings in the forums that it was very YA. But I don't know if I really got that sense. Like, it was pretty adult. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want a young woman to be one of your main characters, then you might dismiss it as YA. Mm, but mm-hmm. there are killings. There's there's mad killings, man. There's blood. People, people, nice people die. Nice people die. Lots of blood. You know, if mm-hmm. they, and the, the, in fact, I would go the other way and go, uh, some young adults maybe shouldn't read this. Depends on the young adult. Like it's not way graphic. It's not like Joe Abercrombie, mm-hmm. uh, but it is. It is definitely got violence. <laughs> I used to read so much Joe Abercrombie, and my life was so different for reading. Everything was so so violent all the time. <laughs> I just remember like this period in my life where all I read was Joe Abercrombie, and I think I came out the other side being like, Jesus, that was that was intense, man. That was like. Well- Dark days. There are definitely cycles in fiction that happen. And Joe Abercrombie, you know, was in the middle of that grim, dark cycle that, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if George R. R. Martin started it, but he was definitely at the leading edge of it. Uh, And and I think, yeah, after a while, people are like, okay, those are great. They're really well written. They're wonderful stories. But I need a change of pace. I just, you know, I love chocolate and I've been eating chocolate for days. So now it's time for a taco. There you go. Or a Choco Taco if you want to like blend into it. Yeah, just bridge it. Just bridge it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I haven't read the fifth season yet, um, so I don't know too much about it. You've read it already though, right? No, no, no. I just started reading it. Uh, In fact, 
when I say I just started reading it, I played the first five minutes of the audiobook before the show. Uh, so I'm hardly in it, other than like it starts with, let's start with the end of the world. Like those are literally the first uh, few words. Sorry if that spoils it for you. The fifth season by N.K. Jenison is the first in the Broken Earth series. Uh, the second book, Obelisk Gate, is up for pre-order, and that releases August 16th. So we're getting you the first book in a series before there are other books in the series to read yet. It's a little different than usual. Mm -hmm. uh, the world is ending, but that's a good thing. Father Earth has been oppressing its inhabitants and brings us to the end of the world in three different times with three orogeny women at different stages of life and loss. Uh, here's a quote. You are the stillness, a land long familiar with catastrophes where orogenies wield the power of the earth as a weapon and are feared far more than the long cold night and you will have no mercy. Oh. So it's a different tone. And maybe this is another reason people go darker shade of magic is YA is darker shade of magic is while it is dark, the characters are light. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the main characters, at least. Yeah. Yes. The fifth and the writing is fairly light. Lila is fairly light uh, in, in a good way. The fifth season by N.K. Jemisin is heavy. This is like, this is, and that's what she does. She writes great dramatic gods driven stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you can tell right from the beginning that that's what's happening here. It's, it's very dramatic. So maybe that's it. Maybe Darker Shade of Magic is just, people are like, no, it's not serious and dramatic enough for me. Uh, and, and you will be happy with the fifth season then because it is. Good. Well, I'm glad we, we picked things on, on slightly different spectrums. I think that's important too. And I just, I needed, I, 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 Darker Shade of Magic for me was just the right book at the right time. Also, I just needed to kind of dive into something like that and it felt really good. So I hope you guys really enjoy it because Tom and I both really did too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I looked forward to it and in fact i have been putting it on i'll be missing it because i even this morning i put it on while i take the dogs out in the morning it's like oh. my, it was my little morning companion oh you're morning you're yeah. morning you're morning yeah <laughs> no more tomorrow it'll be nk jemison and this is my morning companion it's a good way to start the which day. will actually be pretty good yeah absolutely cool well, uh, before we go, I want to thank everybody out there who pre-ordered Pilot X on Inkshares.com. Uh, if you haven't heard, it is my novel that I am funding on Inkshares. We got to the quill goal. That means I got 250 people to pre-order. And so they will put it out as an ebook. They'll give it an ISBN. They'll put it out as a paperback. Uh, but it doesn't get the full publishing treatment. So what I'm hoping is that we can get even more people to pre-order it and get it to the full publishing goal so that it can get the you know marketing treatment and put into bookstores and all of that sort of thing. Uh, it is about Pilot X, who pilots a timeship, and he just wants to hang out with his timeship, who he really gets along with, but he gets sucked into a time war by his culture that is a, a sort of considers themselves the maintainers of the timeline. And he starts to find out that maybe the only way to stop this war uh, would be to destroy his own people and a few other peoples. And he might be the only one that can make that decision. So uh, if that sounds interesting, look up Pilot X at Inkshares.com. Nice. And we're supposed to get you in the Sword and Laser collection also. That doesn't seem to have happened yet, um, but we'll make sure that, that Tom also is I'll, in the I'll Sword and Laser collection. I'll talk to some people in Sword We might know somebody. Yeah, we'll try. Over there. Um, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a good fit for that as well. And I would like to get some ladies. So next time around, like I would love to get some women authors in, in the collection as well. So we'll, we'll be keeping our eyes open for that too moving forward. 
Yeah, if you are publishing on Inkshares and uh, you want to be considered, you can always email feedback at swordandlaser.com. We're not promising anything, but we'll take a look. Yeah, and also we'll we'll, we'll be doing another collection contest at some point as well. Absolutely. So, uh, more to come. All right, well, that wraps up this episode. And thank you to all of our patrons out there at patreon.com slash sword and laser. Uh, we really just are so thankful for all your continued support. It makes a huge difference for us. And it enables to do things like plan future trips to different cons and events and to fly authors in and, and to do cool stuff with authors. And it, it makes it it, it it makes it possible for us. Yeah, it, it, it is the thing that makes the show happen. Uh, so if you get some value out of the show and you can give some value back, please go to patreon.com slash sword and laser. In fact, we're just about to record our monthly silliness for mm. people who pledge $20 or more per episode. And thank you to all eight of them who do. Yay! You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at feedback at sword and laser. Hey, review us on iTunes. Every time you do that, we see it. It goes right to our Slack channel and it always warms the cockles of my cold, dead heart. Leave us a review. Tell us what books you're reading. Tell us what episodes you've enjoyed listening to recently, what authors you'd like to see on the show. Whatever pops in your mind, just leave us a, a nice little five-star review. It helps other book lovers find our show and, and join the community. Tom, you have to read the picks part. Tom. I did. I already read it. You did? You read yeah, it first? Yeah, I just read it right before you said that. Oh, man. We'll get this right at some point. <laughs> Maybe it'll take another eight years. You can also support the show by buying books through our links, like I told you earlier. Did you Go really? laser.com slash picks. Was I thinking so I think I was thinking so hard about Patreon. And I then you went like, right into review us on iTunes, which is the thing after it. I know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, what? What's happening? Okay, ending the show. Feedback at swordandlaser.com, swordandlaser.com, goodreads.com slash swordandlaser, 4157sword6. Give us a call sometime. We'll see you later. Welcome to Sword and Laser. Oh, so confused. Frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.